All right. Well, the fun thing is, is we just get to start randomly. Cool. Let's <laughs> so start randomly. We're getting started. Thank you, Rachel Sandage, for joining me here today. Good to be here. <laughs> and we are getting a little political. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> so this started, or I, I saw initially you posted on Facebook about like you're doing a political post. Yeah. And then said, you know, you'd be willing to talk to anybody that wanted to sit down and talk. So I figured, hey, why not take the opportunity? And we're both local. So uh, if we want to get started, I mean, I guess, you know, background really plays a lot, I think, into where people's beliefs come from. Absolutely. So, like, what's your background or where where did you come from and grow up and, you know, what, what formed Rachel? <laughs> sure. So um, I'm a liberal Democrat from way back. My parents were Democrats and I grew up on the East Coast, so you can pretty much pigeonhole me there. Yeah. And, uh, my parents were really politically active. So I can remember, I mean, being less than, younger than eight years old and being in a parade, yeah. um, waving vote for somebody yeah. stickers and, or flags and things. And, yeah. and, you know, one of my earliest childhood memories is voting. Okay. My parents wanted me to love to vote. And I, to this day, I love voting. Yeah. I love the act of voting. In Connecticut, when I was a kid, it was a big lever. And yeah. you went into a booth and you actually flicked these little switches to say you could flick the whole party switch or you could do individual ones. And then oh, there really? was a huge lever that I was, you know, six or seven years old and it took two hands and you pulled it across and it made a giant ka-chunk. Yeah. You knew you voted. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you felt, felt like you did. Yes. So, wow. you know, I love Oregon's vote by mail, but it's just not very satisfying. So can you take, I didn't even know that you could take kids into Absolutely. the voting booth. And sure. That, I used to take, you know, Josh and Tim yeah. with me, my sons. Well, that'd be neat because that's a lot more hands-on. actually like makes you feel like you're doing something. Yeah. Whereas like the voting by mail, it's like, well, I sent that. and I sent that. You know, there is a website. I didn't know this, but there's a website and you can go on the website and put in your name yeah. and see whether or not they got your ballot. Oh, really? Yeah. And so... That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe um, I'll have to look that up and like put it in a link or something. Yeah. Where you can was... actually see if, if when they received it and stuff. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Because you know it's... Because then you can check. Yeah. Yeah. The outside has your name on it and the inside doesn't. But yeah. So yeah. you can actually check and make sure your vote was recorded. And... It's interesting we don't just like get... Like I don't know about that. Like there's like there's things like that you know and I lack to research it but I've also I've never seen it on the news or right? like any like no well you know getting, Facebook yeah. again some one of my friends posted hey you can you can find out if you voted and I looked and sure enough I had voted oh well, that's cool yeah. so where on the East Coast did you come or when you were doing this where were you so we were in Connecticut in Connecticut um, okay as, as when in my first early voting experiences yeah and and what do you think got your parents so involved in politics or the political system or why were they so motivated or excited um so at the time that i'm this age yeah and i don't remember if their parents my grandparents were this involved but i'm a uh I'm, my mother is a first generation american okay uh, my father is depending on which side either a second his my father's father yeah my grandfather was the only person born in this country Oh, really? So both my grandparents on my mother's side and my grandmother on my father's side were born in what is now Russia. Okay. Um, and I think when you're a new person in the country, yeah. you're more involved. You know, Got, yeah. Back then it was the 60s, it was Kennedy as well, and that yeah. was a time, you know, 1969 was the last yeah. midterm election that had the kind of turnout that this one did. Yeah. It was a time when people were really involved, they were thinking things might be changeable, and they were really involved. And so yeah. My parents were definitely yeah. uh, 
involved in. Well, and that's when Vietnam was going on as well, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. there was a lot of... Well, and being on that Northeast, I would... Th- I mean, what, was there more political activism? Or when did you come out to the West Coast? So we moved out here in 1990. Okay, did you notice a big difference, like, politically from people being active on the East Coast versus here on the West Coast? Or? No, because by then, you know, we had lived in Michigan for a long time, in between and in Colorado, and... I think, gen- in general, yeah. I think actually politi- politics kind of went into a kind of a lull yeah. in there. I mean, and you can look at the at the returns from this election and go, obviously, we're coming out of that lull. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what what do you think created the lull? I really don't know. How about yeah. that? I have yeah. no idea. Yeah. Well, I don't either, because it's just it's that, you know, post-Vietnam, I don't know if everybody was, t- everybody was tired, and, you know, they... Kind of came home. <laughs> yeah, I think that maybe maybe it. And it was just that you know everything. Everybody just got all. Yeah. And then I think people got yeah tired. Did you just, feel that way? Did you feel a little less excited about politics through it, or were you still? You I know, was never that always, excited about politics. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, it's it seems like it's so out there. Like, yeah. you think about my one vote, and yeah. although as you know, I love voting. What difference can my one vote make? Yeah. But then I saw somebody said something like, you know, the Powerball, your chances of winning Powerball were tiny. (laughs) True. Right? Yeah. Actually tinier than your chances of your vote making a difference. Really? People went out and bought those Powerball tickets. Yeah. But so many people don't vote. And that's, I'm not involved in politics particularly. Yeah. But what makes me crazy is how many people just don't vote. Yeah. Oh, my vote doesn't make a difference. And then you le- read these vote counts. There was a vote in Gresham that was 58 points of be- separated the winner and the loser. Yeah. Sorry, 78. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I see. It seems like people are more motivated to vote in the states that are more like the swing states or the mm-hmm. ones that you know we see on the news and that they say matter versus right. saying that every state really matters. Right. So that, and I, that's, that's interesting of why, you know, if, if there's a way that we could make states that we don't feel like we matter of like, you know, Oregon's a good example of where like, I know a lot of people voice that, well, the major metropolitan areas are the ones that kind of control the votes. Right. It's like, I wonder how you could, you know, and it's not, I don't know if the solution is, you know, I have no idea what the solution is, you know, on how to make people feel that their vote counts and also, you know, have it be fair. Yeah. And, and the, the thing is that Oregon makes it so easy. Yeah. (laughs) You, you can literally sit at your kitchen table and vote. And, you know, if you don't have the money for a stamp, you can drop it in a box. You can take it to the library or there's yeah. other ways to get it in. So you don't even have to. And so I just don't get that. I yeah. don't understand why people, everybody. And when I was when I was a young person, a person of your age, yeah. uh, we would vote and then we'd go out for a celebratory voting brunch. Yeah. I made mean, an offense of it. Yeah. I always made, I mean, and I can remember, yeah, I remember as a kid, my school was a polling place. And yeah. just seeing the booth set up. Yeah, I, I'm not uh, I'm not active politically, but I love the idea of democracy. I think yeah, it's a great idea. Well, I wonder what that you know, or, or you know, I didn't look up any of the numbers on this because this is our questions are coming as we talk. Sure, but it's like I wonder what percentage of the population in like the Portland metro mm-hmm. voted compared to like the outskirts and if yes. like if that's a normal like if everybody's just well 70% of people voted you know across the state right, yeah. or 100% of people voted in Yamhill County but only 20% right. voted in Washington County 
Yeah, so I, that would be that would really be... interesting, and I'm sure that I'm sure they break it down that way. Um, I'm sure they break it down a million ways. Yeah. Um, you know, did women vote? Did men vote? Did yeah. people of color vote? Did Do you think knowing that data would help? No. Or would inspire? You don't think so? <laughs> people don't care. It's still gonna. <laughs> no, and you know what's interesting to me is 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 Oregon is such a great example. You know, we have voter registration now. It's you you almost have to work not to get registered to vote. Yeah. Um, you, yeah, it's you a lot of notices. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of yeah, different I mean, ways. You, you really, yeah. it's it, and you know. So I, the other thing I wonder is that in there are other states where you really have to work to get registered. Yeah. You know, and um, all the talk about voter fraud. Yeah. And I would be really curious if anybody's actually done any studies to show are people voting more often than they should in Oregon is there, you know, <laughs> yeah. are people who shouldn't be voting, voting, are people voting more often? They used to say vote early and often, um, you know, and I'd be really curious to see that statistic too. Like yeah. Having it so easy to get registered to vote, do we get more or less fraud? Don't know. Yeah, that's true. I mean, how, you know, and how would you get that number too? I mean, with the frequency of voting, it's not like we're voting you know, once a month. Right. Yeah. You know, we only get a crack at it every every so often. So yeah. if you're thinking back to, to when you I guess when you became aware politically, what was the first issue that was in because especially like you were on the East Coast, mm-hmm. so I don't know if the issues are different, but what what's the first issue you remember you know, your parents standing up for or you feeling like you could get behind so or you for understood? For me it's it? segregation. Yeah. You know, for me it's it's that's it. Is um, you know, no mm-hmm. colored. Yeah. And to me, it, it resonates. It resonates now with where we are right now, and maybe that's you know that's another uh, comparison between the '60s and now is that now we're saying you know no no aliens, no foreigners. Yeah. Where we take a whole group of people and we make them into a thing that you're either for or against, mm-hmm. and we take a whole group of people and say they're not as good as we are. Mm-hmm. And so that you know, to me, segregation is the very first thing I remember. Um, and I don't recall my parents being active in that, but again, that would have been when I was, I was pretty yeah. little. So, but so you must have seen it. I mean, to, to no. be aware of it or how, I mean, how did you become no, aware of No, because you that? see it on TV. In fact, okay. yeah. um, so here's a story. Yeah. Uh, when my brother's name is Ben, my, uh, one of my brother's name is Ben. And, uh, there was a TV show called Gentle Ben on TV, which of course made me extremely jealous because I did not have a TV show <laughs> on and at the time, and yeah. so so this is going to be in, in around 1970, and uh, I am watching the news with my parents one night, and you know back then kids could watch the news because they didn't show pictures the oh, way they do okay. now. It was not the news was much, yeah. Anyway, yeah, more broadcast um, format probably, yeah, yeah, and much more censored probably. Yeah. Uh, sure. So I'm watching the news, and I turn to my mother and I say, ah, now there's. <laughs> I have a TV show too. I'm on yeah. TV too. And she says, Oh, really? Yes, Rachel Strife. <laughs> Rachel Strife. Yeah, yeah, close yeah, enough, yeah. right? There I'm on TV too. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so maybe, a little that's, yeah, a little maybe that's why I remember the segregation so well. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Well, and that is an interesting thing that, that I get from growing up in the Northwest, I feel like we are rather sheltered from it mm-hmm. compared to, I mean, anybody I talk to really almost anywhere else in the country. Yeah. It seems like they're a lot more aware of what's happening and what, you know, what's real and Which is how funny. much it's impacting. Yeah. 
in a way, if you think about it, because Forest Grove High School, yeah, uh, back when you were in school, mm-hmm. was about fifty-fifty. Yeah, if not, it was. I remember because it, yeah. it was it was actually forty-nine percent. The next year, it actually changed. It was yeah. More. So you know, but we don't. Forest Grove doesn't. We don't talk about it much. Yeah. You know. Yeah. The fact that that um, we are actually quite a racially mixed. Yeah. School district. Well, it's very true. I think it's <laughs> on TV. Oh, and it really, it was a a large Hispanic population mixed in with at the school. Right. And I don't know if that is different or I just it's it's interesting. We were talking to like Nicole's friend. Um, they live in Kentucky in Louisville, and I mean there was serious. I mean, I never had that perspective when I was talking to them. I and mean, they're a mixed couple. Right. He's African American and and she's white. And it was, I mean, they they are still like actively. They went out to dinner the other like a couple weeks ago. And sat down at a nice restaurant, and the, the couple at the, the table next to him actually moved. And I was like, I can't believe. And like for me, I'm like, my jaw like hit the floor. I was yeah. like, Wait, that's actually still. Oh, uh, I, it's we yeah. have no well, idea. And, you know, I remember long after you left, but and I think it was after Tim left as well. But there was that banner that somebody put up yeah. about build the wall. Yeah. And you know, so it's very much there under the surface and and this is where i get frustrated is that i feel that it has become more overt mm-hmm. with the rhetoric coming from the white house and that's yeah. what really bothers me a do you lot. think that's prompting that younger generation or just prompting gener- people in all you know it's in all ages that... it's it's you know um uh being jewish uh i of course am sensitive to anti-semitism yeah and anti-semitism is on the rise in America, in numbers that we have not seen yeah, in my really. lifetime. And it's terrifying. I mean, my mother was, was talking to my mother, and she's going to Shoal tonight, and she will be greeting people at the door and turning some of them away. They used to, homeless people used to be able to come. It's warm, it's cold. She lives yeah. in Boston, it's cold. And they could come and just sit in the back of the synagogue, but they're afraid to let them in now. Really? And they've got massive police presence. Yeah, well, sure with the with the recent the, events. The recent that, events, but it's not just that. I mean, it's it's people um, swastikas showing up everywhere, and um, you know when you have the the white supremacists. What was that? Um, where they hit the higher? Is it oh, Georgia? Is it Alabama? I can't remember. I thought it was Georgia. I think it's I Georgia. Can't. You know, and then you have instead of the president saying it's not okay. Yeah. Which is the only possible response. And a quick response to that, too. Yeah. <laughs> Someone you should have and to think about. Instead yeah. of that, you get, well, you know, there are good people on both sides. Maybe what he meant is that there are good people on both sides. Yeah. Be- but the behavior yeah. is not acceptable. And, and there are, you know, I would say that the good people on this side, the, the opposite side... Uh, are misled yeah but I'm not gonna I'm not I am also not going to put them all in a box yeah but the behavior is absolutely reprehensible it's not okay yeah and that's the thing that's really frustrating me right now one of the things that's really frustrating me with the current what's going on in politics right now yeah why don't you feel that that position is broadcast very often because it very I mean like when I watch the news it seems very you know right or left Mm -hmm. or hey this group is all bad or this group is not but right like I really haven't heard a news um, a news broadcaster say that, well, they're you know that 
there's probably some over here that are, are nice people. And there's probably some people over here that are, are nice people. And there's right. definitely, you know, there's definitely obviously bad people <laughs> carrying the swastikas. And you know, there's but we don't know the other side either. Right. And so uh, because when you and I were younger, we thought the news was there to tell us what was going on. Yeah. The news is there to make money. Yeah. Just like everything else. And a story, that's why the that's why you don't see very many stories on the news about happy things. Yeah. Because you see one. Usually there's one happy story. Yeah. Um, but what sells. Yeah. And then, you know, you, you get the the partisan ones. And if you can get people excited, if you get, get people angry. Mm-hmm. Then they're gonna they're gonna get more dedicated to you, yeah. Right. And in fact, I was listening to a story about YouTube, who are really resisting um, having having a way to to censor videos. Apparently, yeah. there are videos that are put up that are just shouldn't be allowed. Yeah. Right. And they're really resistant, and their own algorithm sets it up so that if you start down that path. So let's say that you um, you watch a video in that's um, just sort of mildly mm. anti-feminist, yeah. really mild. I mean, it's just got um, the next video they're going to suggest for you is actually going to be a little less mild. Yeah, because they want your eyes. They want you to. The longer you stay, the better they off they are. So if you start looking at things about the alt right or mm-hmm. similar things. It's actually going to take you deeper. Yeah. And um, that kind of radicalization happens really well with these videos. Yeah. Because um, we're, we're made to believe yeah. what we see. And so if you see it, whether it's true or not, and you see enough of it, you're really going to start believing in it. Well, yeah. Well, and I mean, you get, I mean, I think everybody can see on their own social media pages or on their YouTube account of, I mean, if you watch it, like for me, if I watch a video on motorcycles, you know, it's it, what what does it pop up next time I open YouTube? It's right. two lines of motorcycle exactly. videos. And it's like I wasn't even I did, just clicked on something. It wasn't even my opinion, or I, I didn't right. even like it. I right. just you know I clicked yeah. it. It's like when you and go and you buy something on you know you, you look look at things. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, I'm, I have a friend who bought a motorcycle battery for her son. And yeah. Her entire newsfeed is now full of motorcycles. Now Amazon knows she wants a motorcycle for Christmas. Exactly. <laughs> it's just crazy. And so, you know, it gets it gets that way. And also, when I was a kid, we had three channels. Yeah. Three, eight, 24. Yeah. And. <laughs> that was that was it. Those were our channels. Yeah. And, and so everybody you knew watched the same things. And so I think that the news wasn't as unbalanced. Yeah. Because it wasn't like, can we get these people to be dedicated to us? They needed to get everybody yeah. to be dedicated to them. And so um, there must have been a fourth channel, but we didn't watch it. Yeah. Um, so, but now, you know, it's all, you can get personalized news. Yeah. And you don't ever have to see anything that doesn't. Well, it seems like when you. View. You know, it's, it's it seems like a great thing and a bad thing because I mean, right now if we only had three news channels, mm-hmm. I mean we would we would be getting fed whatever they're feeding us, right? You know, so I guess I I could see the problem with only having three channels and right. like the dilution of the news or or the dispersion of the news, you know, across from from local newspapers to you know because the news does seem like it's getting a little bit more hyper local actually yes. nowadays, which yes. is nice. 
But then it, it also seems like instead of having three news channels, you have a thousand. Well, now those thousand news channels are fighting for the same viewers right. that used to only, you know, three channels had to fight for. Right. So it seems like each of those thousand channels has, tries to go more extreme or to build that more hardcore audience base. And exactly. I mean, if you get a hundred people watching one channel, they can, I mean, they can do things. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, and, and it I makes mean, it harder to impact. have a civil conversation. It yeah. makes it harder to talk about because we don't even have a common... No. <laughs> well, and the data is different even. I mean, yes. you know, completely. Yes. Of how many, you know, from how many refugees are coming to, right. you know, what yep. what the status is. I mean, you're, so you both could be having this conversation like we are and be arguing and, and from all of the research I did, I could be right. And all the research you did, you could be right based on your research. Right. But we're actually could both be wrong potentially right and the, I don't you know. know and and much of what we do has nothing has no research at all we know oh, absolutely and we and we we go with it yeah and um it's funny because i have friends very much on both sides very extreme on yeah. both sides of the political spectrum and sometimes before i stop i just turned them, <laughs> i turned them all off yes yeah. just because i agreed the ones i agreed with made me so angry yeah. and the ones I disagreed about what they were saying and I was agreeing and I was angry yeah. and the ones I was disagreeing with I was angry and <laughs> it was just I needed not to be angry all the time yeah. but you know sometimes they'd show the same figures mm -hmm. they would show the exact same chart yeah and yet the take on it was completely different spin the spin yeah. on it and and it's the it was the same chart the same wow. graph um so yeah. Yeah. So have you had any? Have you ever had any positions that you felt like you may have changed your position on, or as over time you, you had a certain viewpoint and then you realized like, oh, well, I don't necessarily feel that way today. No. No. Well, that's good. Consistency's good. <laughs> no. <laughs> no I um, sure have, but yeah, that's. Yeah. No. Uh, I w and I would love to hear um, what you have. I growing up the way I did. Um, you know, with the parents I had, the 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 primary things mm -hmm. that I believed in and still do are really biblical. Yeah. Um, about love and about how we treat strangers and about how we treat each other. Mm -hmm. um, my mother used to say, "Behave yourself and watch out." <laughs> um, yeah. Which I thought kind of summed it up. Yeah. Do the right thing and keep an eye on other people. Um, and there really hasn't been. I find myself sometimes thinking that, um, you know, the, the democratic side of things says, let's, let's legislate safety, you know, the, the nanny state. Um, like when they took the drawstrings out of children's sweatshirt hoods. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't even did. know about that. Okay. Right? Okay. Yeah, I used to chew on those all the time. <laughs> I know. What are you supposed to chew on? Them? Yeah, what well, are you going to do in class? What, yeah. Exactly, right? That kind of stiff <laughs> yeah, way. Right. Yeah, right. Oh. Um, they took them out because a very, very, very small number of kids got them caught in things and, and were strangled. Oh, okay. Statistically, wow. <laughs> more children die in, in buses without seatbelts. Yeah. But that is an expensive problem to fix, whereas taking the strings out of the hoods is a cheap problem to fix. Yeah. So now there's no strings in children's hoods anymore. Um, mm. And I think that, that sometimes I think, you know, that, that um, sometimes I think that it's too easy for people not to work. But 
<laughs> the alternative, you know, I'm working full time. Yeah. I have a full time job. And I'm really, really lucky because Dave worked at Intel until he retired and we have money put away from that. Yeah. Because if I had to live, if the two of us had to live on my salary, which is above minimum wage, yeah, and his salary up at David Hill, which is above minimum wage, there is no way we could live. We wouldn't have a house. Yeah. We'd be, we would be hand to mouth. And if either of us got sick, mm-hmm. I'm lucky I have insurance with my job. If either of us got sick, We'd be out of a house. We'd be homeless. Yeah. And so my attitude towards that has actually gotten a little bit even more liberal in that unless people are able to get a job and make a living wage, Mm -hmm. then saying that they're lazy, they just don't want to work, it's not true. I was talking to one of the housekeepers where I work today. She's going to start working Saturdays and Sundays. Yeah. She works nine-hour days already yeah five days a week and she's going to start working saturday and sundays just to try and make it yeah well and that is i mean that's a tough that's a tough point it's the because i i feel a similar way in the you know you you know you earn what you get and you know and also but then it's also i go i mean look at my life i'm extremely privileged in the fact of everything i've i mean everything's been laid out for me and i mean it's then all the way from well yes i know my my parents were, were hard on me in some areas, mm-hmm. you know, school, things like that. But I've also, I mean, I, I don't know how much better I could have been provided for. Right. So it's like, you know, where, you know, what's my perspective really? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, can, can I understand the person? Even though, that yeah, when I was 12, I had a job picking blueberries at 5 a.m. Right. I didn't have to. I mean, my parents said I had to. Right, but, right. You know, I wasn't taking my paycheck and then giving it to them to go buy groceries. Right, exactly. Or helping pay rent or do, you know. Yeah. It, it, so it's like, you know, from that amount of desperation versus, well, I'm, I'm doing it because it's, you know, establishing good good values and hard work ethic and things like that. It, it creates a completely different mentality, I think, especially as you get older of yeah. that, that desperation. I don't think that we really... I don't know, like with the, the immigration, we were talking, you know, we, I was talking to somebody today about that of when, you know, coming up to the border and there's two sides to it. And I think it's kind of one of those where I'm sure there's a lot of, you know, a ton of amazing people. There's probably some people that are not so amazing. Right. I can acknowledge that there's both sides there, but it's also, if, if that was me, what would I be doing? I mean, I'd be, I'd probably do anything I possibly could to get here. Yeah. I mean, this is... I mean, the opportunity, we were talking in Boston, we were talking to a tax driver, I think he was from Nepal. And, I mean, he was, he, I would say politically, he was very conservative on that side because he, I mean, he had, he had, he came here, I mean, literally just was smuggled was what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. And it's, he loved this, I didn't meet anybody else at all on our trip or even probably the last three or five years that I can remember that it was as patriotic as, as he was and his views. And it's like, we need to listen to him. <laughs> like we need, like those people need a bit of a plat, like a platform. Yeah. Because they have the perspective that's the freshest, you know. Yeah. And 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 that because for you know you can go down the well the universal income path, and then you can go down the path of well everybody should just earn what they earn, and it's completely you know completely capitalist, and there's no mm-hmm. interventions. I don't think the answer is. I don't think is, the answer is on either edge. No, I don't yeah. think it's on either edge, and and. I don't know if we discuss or if we go far enough out on the edges and can keep sanity to actually discuss, like to be able to discuss universal income with a hardcore conservative, you know, that's just fiscally responsible, but also say, okay, well, like, 
Like, play the whole thing out. Like, what? Mm-hmm. Okay, if we gave everybody a thousand dollars a month, yeah, it's in the country. Well, we got three hundred and eighty million right. people. You know, you look at how much that actually costs. Yeah, and you go, okay, well, that's that's a fraction potentially of military spending. I'm not saying cut the military at all in this conversation, and that's where right. you know they could potentially take that as well. Now you're just trying to cut, you know, military spending. Well, let's look at just look at a couple of different areas of where we can take it from. So, like for you on topics, what do you feel is the the harder ones to discuss, and what do you feel like are, are easier usually, or you can kind of agree with with more people on? Well, what's funny is I think any topic, if you <laughs> take it small, you know, if you say to somebody, um, should people make a living wage? Mm-hmm. Well, of course you should. They should make a living wage, right? Everybody, yeah, yeah everybody that. agrees. It, yeah. Everybody agrees. So you should make a living wage. Um, you know. Then you say, well, what, what's a living wage? Mm-hmm. You know, and you, and you get people, you know, showing pictures of people on welfare buying a birthday cake. Yeah. And they say, you know, obviously welfare fraud. Well, golly. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, you're living a hard life if you're on welfare. Yeah. It's, it's got to be. You've got to be. Yeah. Right? So, and your kid has a birthday and you buy them a cake. And maybe that week you don't eat. Yeah. But they had a cake. Yeah. But, you know, so when you, to me, um, abortion's always a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, my problem with abortion is, okay, I'm not going to, I'm going to, we're not going to allow abortions. Mm-hmm. By the time a woman is pregnant, it's already, you've, you're, you're already lost, right? Yeah. So we're, we're not going to allow abortions, but we're also going to cut. Um, Medicaid and we're gonna cut food stamps so we're not you have to have that baby the cost of having that baby is going to bankrupt you yeah you won't be able to feed the child you won't be able to work because you can't pay somebody to watch the kid yeah I am not saying that baby should have been aborted yeah what I'm saying is it's unbalanced well, yeah, yeah. You know, we put all our effort into this, and yet there are there are children starving. Food insecurity in Oregon is huge. Yeah. Right. So, I have trouble with saying I'm for I'm for unborn babies. I'm saving the unborn baby, and yet I'm not concerned that children are starving and children parents are having to make decisions. Do I feed my kid or do I get the kid's medication? Yeah. <laughs> Those aren't choices that people should have to make. So well, it's, it's it's two different categories. Right. I mean, because I mean, the, the fact of you know unborn or you know unborn children and saving them is completely a different section. I guess in my mind of okay, once that child's born, now we're moving to really a fiscal problem or a housing problem. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, and, and like, see, how would we expect somebody I, to solve the whole thing? And that's where <laughs> I have the problem with it because I don't see those two things as separated. I think yeah. I see the sanctity of human life. Not ending at birth. Yeah. Well, I agree with that, but I, I think that it's the, having the same person solve that problem from A to Z. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I could can't do it. I mean, like like I mean, if you take a you know real estate because I'm in real estate, right? It's like I mean, I'm just in charge of the house part. Right. I mean, I try to I try to have my hands on everything else because yeah. I, I I I enjoy it. But if I you expected me to go all the way from um, be, doing the lending job, doing the real estate job, being the appraiser, being mm-hmm. the home inspector, being, and it's like I have no, I, I mean, right. that's not even close right. to being achievable for me to be able to, to take it all the way from A to Z for for one person to do that. 
So it seems like, the, I mean, that's a similar, I, I completely agree, it's, it's one big issue from A, a to Z. But the solutions but to it are... It might come from different people right? in some yeah. type of a, a thinking group, but also getting those different type of people together. Yeah. And, and, you know, another thing politically is how, how do we respond yeah. to the caravan? And one of the things someone said that I thought was just brilliant is what if instead of 5,000 people with guns, we had sent 5,000 immigration attorneys? Yeah. Or even 2,000 who could have gone through, processed these people... Mm-hmm. Because some of them honestly are here, and they'll admit it. Mm-hmm. They're here because they were hoping for a better life. Yeah. But it's it's if they go home, they're safe. Yeah. It's just hard. Yeah. Whereas there are other people who came because if they go home, they'll be killed. Mm-hmm. I think about the the ship of um, Jews that was turned away by Canada. Yeah. <laughs> and those people mostly died. Wow. And. Is that what, you don't hear? But yeah, you don't hear about that. Hardly. Is that what we want? To, I don't want. So that's what sixty years ago. Yeah. Seventy. I can't do the math. Yeah. <laughs> seventy-five. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, do we want seventy-five years from now, our grandkids or our kids to be saying, to be looking at that story and mm-hmm. going, those people, when you sent them home, you sent them home to die. Yeah. Do we really want that to be America? I don't. I get, I get kind of, that's not my America. Yeah. And so the, that response, I think a lot of it has to do with are we acting out of love or are we acting out of fear? Mm-hmm. And I think too much now it's out of fear. Most, but, much of our politics is out of fear and not out of love. Well, I think the more fearful you get to, the shorter perspective you have of where, you know, the, the, to where I, I don't feel like most, of, most people are necessarily thinking that far ahead right. of, you know, well, 75 years, what are my kids going to think? Or, or even the fact of 75 years, what do I want my kids to live in in an environment? Right. I mean, how do I want their daily interactions to be? Do I want them to feel that they can go to college and get an education and then have a, have a ton of debt and have to get in the same system that we're in? Because mm-hmm. I don't think that many people love... What's happening right now on either side no. at all? So and it's you like, know, and then you just—it's so frustrating because you elect people, and yeah. you know, you you wish it weren't so. Yeah. But you know that first of all, they're going to spend half their time raising fundraising mm-hmm. because that's how you get due. Yeah, you yeah. have to to, yeah. spend, to get reelected. You have to spend half your time fundraising, and then they're going to spend their other half time trying to get. To trying to voting in a way that this is going to fire people up mm-hmm. instead of voting in ways that are going to make people because a lot of the people who weren't reelected weren't reelected because they tried to compromise. Yeah. And and yet the country can't we can't we can't keep going on with you know Mitch McConnell saying our job is to make sure that nothing Obama proposes goes through. That nothing the Democrats and he said that yeah nothing that the Democrats propose our job is to stop everything <laughs> and they and they didn't yeah but they they gave it their best shot and they stopped a lot of stuff yeah and we're not in you know we are not moving forward as a country well that all or nothing mentality yeah seems difficult because you have to have the I mean well I mean you have to have the all or nothing mentality to get elected. Mm-hmm. Or to feel like you're part of a party or, you know, a part of a group, but then it doesn't really accomplish, you know, it's not a realistic um, solution because you're not actually listening 
I just I think about you 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 being in kindergarten in Mrs. Riker's class and and you know you can imagine what she would I want her to go to Congress. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's yeah. not how we talk to each other. Yeah, right. You know, that's not how we we're polite and we listen to each other. You know, yeah. I can just imagine her just laying right. down the law. That's not how we do it. Yeah. And you watch them on TV, and and they're making faces at each other, and they're and they're interrupting, and they're shouting, and it's it's not good for. It. They're acting more like the kindergarten class. Yeah. Than the <laughs> teacher. Yeah. Well, I think that is the problem of, of having, like, you know, Mrs. Redcar was, she doesn't, I mean, how do you get those people a platform? Like, I mean, hands down, if you put her on a, on a video online and, and had her, you know, say her thing, I mean, you know, the viral um, of uh, Mr. Rogers. Yes. I mean, who didn't lie? I mean, I think everybody that watched that, I mean, absolutely, it was in tears probably by the end of yeah. just, it, it hit with you, hit every chord yeah. of childhood and what love is and how... So maybe the question isn't how politics is broken. Maybe the question is how do we get people to vote? Yeah. <laughs> and back yeah. to my very first thing. Because if if the politicians didn't have to be so split yeah. to make sure that they would get reelected, maybe they could actually. And I, there have been times, this is a cyclical thing, and there have been times where there's been more cooperation, and I'm hoping that it will cycle around again. But this is the first time we've had this kind of thing and at the at the very very hyper local, the way like you said that everybody you know this is our this is our area and yeah. these are our issues, and we're not that interested in the issues out there. And we can we can tailor our news feed on the computer, and we can tailor what we listen to in podcasts or mm-hmm. to only hear one side. Well, and it tailors it for us. Yeah. On top of that, is that even if we're not, I mean, I really wish there was an app. Somebody come up with it, please. I wish there was like an app where you could, you could switch your, like I would flip my Facebook to the exact opposite. Right. Of what it says, where I could just do the, like, I want to hear everything that people I don't agree with are saying, because that, like, that's what's actually interesting to listen to. Also, it's like right. I want to listen to the people that I right. don't Except necessarily then agree be with. So angry all the time. Right, I know. Yeah, them, <laughs> you gotta have that open mind. Is I the, know, but you know? it's like you almost want to have two, yeah, online identities, and one of them, and because you know we know that Google is always, yeah. if you and I type in the same search term, we are not going to get the same. Not even close. No, because you're not knitting. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, I do that with Nicole. Like I'll look, like I'll scroll through her Facebook, and it's all. You know, there's it's it's cosmetics advertisements and and I mean you know female products and it's like I go on mine and it's just hunting gear and you know it's right, like right. things that they think that I like and it's like I don't even it doesn't it's a completely different world. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean you know, what do you think we could be doing better? So it sounds like really what you think we could be doing better is most people voting more. Vote more. More Vote people often. voting. Vote early and often. Yeah. Yeah, and I I would like to see. Um, it was interesting because, you know, uh, we haven't gone to church for quite some years, partly because of politics. I'm yeah. not tired of, of people making, equating Democrat with non-Christian. And I'd actually had people say to my face, you know, I, we hope that at some time you'll, you'll understand that being a Democrat is wrong. It's your second religion. <laughs> trying to convert what, you. What? Um... <laughs> My sister, she's a Christian, I thought, but she just voted Democratic. Like, what? Whoa. Um, yeah. yeah. So, huh. I, you know, and we got tired of that. Um, and it was funny because I said to my mother, you know, one of the reasons is that we just, I just got tired of hearing people in church talking about politics 
it was very one-sided and it happened to be things I disagreed with. Yeah. Um, and my mother said, oh, I'm so glad that doesn't happen in my synagogue. Yeah. And I said to her, I've been in your synagogue. It's totally happened it in your synagogue. Are you kidding me? I was there two weeks ago and they were talking about this. That was politics. Yeah. It's just that you agree with it. So yeah. you don't notice it. And she went, mm. oh my goodness. And she was really <laughs> shocked Yeah. at that. And um, I think that just so more people voting so that people, so that politicians don't have to be so extreme and more people just talking about things mm-hmm. and less meanness. How about that? Yeah. So on Facebook, if it's Agreed. nasty, don't mm-hmm. repost it. Mm-hmm. If you don't know if it's true, <laughs> don't repost it. You know, it's just, I can hear, still hear. I mean, it's, it's back in kindergarten. Yeah. Don't, these are complicated issues. After Trump was elected, he said, who knew healthcare was this complicated? everybody using it everybody but you knew that I mean that was and that was nasty that was a pot shot and it was uncalled for but you know all these issues these Mm -hmm. this caravan it's complicated some of these people are hoping for a free ride yeah but you uh, at the same time, anybody who walks that far under really horrible conditions leaves their home and their family. You know that there's something yeah. driving that. Um, if we could find more common ground, I think. And when you sit down and talk to somebody about a particular single issue, mm-hmm. you find that almost always mm-hmm. there's common ground. Yeah. You know, if you can get face to face, like we are today, right. it's like we can actually, you know, I can, right. I can see you, I can see your expressions. Right. You're not, you know, versus. And I think Facebook, Twitter, and and all those social media make it worse because mm-hmm. people write things. Oh yeah, well you're that, safe behind the behind the right? keyboard. And you and and I, I think so. One thing we could all do is just imagine that you're talking face to face and not typing. So when I might, I might say to you, you know, Jordan. I think your position on that's kind of wrong. Yeah. But on Facebook, I might say, Jordan, you're a total numbskull, yeah. numbskull, you know, and then the, the F this and the mm-hmm. A that. and Yeah. And then you get that and you're like, well, F you then. Yeah. You know, you're not. And, and all of a sudden, things got worse instead of better. Well, it spirals quickly too, because you can. I mean, other people see that on there, and oh, then, you know, gosh. once one person, you know, I mean, for like, let's say it was you, you know, attacking me, and then my, you know, if I have my group sees it, and then they all attack back to you, and it's like it just never, it never ends. But that yeah. you could go back and forth forever, and yeah. I think even sometimes the parties that are part- originally participating, it's not even the them parties, anymore. It's the like, parties who originally participating <laughs> are often sitting there going, "Wait a minute, I didn't say that." <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. More cat videos. Yeah. Right. More cat videos. That's what's called for. Everybody is happy watching cat videos. Yeah. So, you know, the, let's talk to each other. Let's keep, and let's vote. Well, I think the communication is 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 key. They're really from having you know more of these conversations. It seems like every single you know person I talk to, it's just once you talk to them, you learn more things that are extremely relevant and you and things that you didn't know yeah and you know example i was talking to uh one of my friends from from fire school and you know he's very on the republican side or you know conservative and he was looking at the the last election with kate brown and newt and he goes well 
if I vote for Newt, the problem is, is that there's a program or there's a, a piece of his, his legislation where he's wanting to cut emergency services pension by like 58%. Mm. And I don't know the article he quoted. I don't know where he found it. I asked him for it, but he didn't send it yet. But, and I know he's a very right-leaning guy, but I mean, for 58% of a pension, he goes, I'm not going to be able to, I'm just not going to be able to retire. And he right. goes, you know, because I, I penciled my whole life out right. a certain way and that, you know, I'm going to be here when I'm 65 and when I retire, I'll be able to, and he's very responsible, you know, financially. Right. But he goes, you know, I'm going to have to vote for Kate Brown because I can't let over half my pension go. And, and, and you know, and that's that brings up another point, which is where do those numbers come from? Yeah. And, and you know, you and I are talking and, and you know he's a responsible guy and mm -hmm. you'd like to think he looked that up. Yeah. But. You don't know. Maybe you don't know. Yeah. Maybe he saw it. It was, you know, it was, and advertising is, is difficult now to tell. Political advertising is really hard to tell from news. I don't know if it was right or not. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd like, I would like to think that Democrats wouldn't stoop that low. I know that they would. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, um, you know, and it's, and I think that's a real frustration too, is that it's really hard to know what the truth mm -hmm. is. Yeah. And, and when you, you know, um, I know some things aren't true when, when, uh, uh, in the election, um, my daughter-in-law's, uh, half, uh, stepbrother yeah. who was like three or four years old, his parents made him call her or had put him on the phone and had him ask her if she was going to vote for Hillary because Hillary was going to kill all the babies. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. And and you wow. know when you're when you're coming from that angle, it's like we can't even have a discussion. Yeah, that's not even close. <laughs> that's not even. But but that's what his parents. Yeah. Were telling him at three or four years old. No, yeah. he was older than that, eight or nine years old. Um, Still, I mean, that's an influencing moment too for him as yes. well, and also and so, putting that against his sister. Right. Yeah. So he's going to grow up thinking, you know, all Democrats want to kill babies. Yeah. And. It's really hard to have a conversation when that's your starting point. And then it's really hard to know what the truth is. Yeah. That's where I do feel that I was, I've, I've been wrong a lot in the past in regards to, and, and I think the reason of that, I think I was wrong in the amount of commitment I had to, you know, it's all, it's all this way or it's all this way. Right. It's just black and white. Right. I think that was where I was, was wrong. And the fact that the more I, you talk to people that are all the way from, you know, from all around the country, I mean, the Northwest has a completely different set of issues mm -hmm. than the Midwest mm -hmm. versus the Mideast versus the Northeast versus yeah. the South. And I mean, I mean, drastically yes. different problems. I mean, up here we're voting on, you know, 27 different genders and, and things that are more recreational votes, I, I guess is what I might, I, I don't know how to say that correctly, but you know that. what I mean? It's, yeah. it's like, okay, it's not, it's not. That you know whether somebody can can enter a restaurant or is going to be treated a certain way. I do right. know that that happens a lot yeah. around here, and that there are people that definitely have negative impacts because of racism and because yeah. of of discrimination. But I mean, there's parts of the country where it's you know you can't like, you wouldn't dare go into a you know go into a certain bar mm -hmm. or go to a certain place. Yeah. And I mean, you know, voting here, you know, I'm I'm on the you know relatively conservative side and then I go to you know the the southeast or yeah the southeast and I'm like I'm a, like a I'm like a, I'm a liberal flaming, I don't know yeah like I'm liberal. like whoa, whoa wait a second yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah this was not what I was meaning to vote for when you know this uh this happened 
And it, just the perspective. it has to do with how how the parts of the country came together. Yeah. I, there's a book, and I have not yet read it, I know Dave read it, about how you know the South was plantation country, and that's one yeah. way of growing up. The Northwest, we were settlers. Yeah. You know, um, rugged individualists, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And, yeah. and, you know, the Northeast is all, is, is different again. And, mm-hmm. and, um, we don't have those communities that it seems like Northeast has, of right. just, you know, that, that there's a, a certain section of town, there's another section of town. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and so it's, it's, you know, it's hard to, and it's, I think it's hard for other countries to understand how big ours is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it's hard for us to understand how it's big. It's big. <laughs> it's a big country, and you, yeah. you know, you think you you go to the Northeast and you can't even understand the way they're talking. Yeah, quite a storm we yeah, had right. last. Night. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, that happened to me when I went to the, when I went to Alabama for tennis. Right. I went down there. and I had to go to the hospital, and one I was is because I was I had an ear ache, so I couldn't hear out of one ear. But I literally couldn't. I had they had to translate, and I felt I was like, I am the worst person right now coming from. You know, but I was like sixteen. And I'm like I literally I'm. The doctors were talking to me, and I, I could not understand what they were saying. I'm like, I'm really trying. I'm so sorry. And they literally had to, they brought in a lady <laughs> right. to translate right. that, to talk somebody, about. Somebody <laughs> from the Northwest <laughs> yes. to help you. Yeah, exactly. They did. Yeah, it was somebody that was traveling with us that had both ears, but that was, that was crazy. So where do you think we we start? Does it still come back to you vote, you have more conversations with people? I mean, yeah, it's. I don't think, you know, approaching the issue of, well, how do we fix the country? Is right, but I mean, you know, maybe how do we keep this the pendulum from swinging so far? Because I feel like it's just I don't feel like we've hit. Well, this is the max swing of how crazy both yeah. sides can get. It seems like we're so seems like we still got some momentum. Yeah, we can go in either way. And how far as you know, Americans are we willing to let that pendulum swing? Yeah, you and know? you know, it's it when you look at the um. The pictures of the people who were elected, I think at some point it's just gonna it's gonna flame out on its own. I really do, um, because you look at the Republicans who were elected, mm-hmm. and they are, with very few exceptions, white men. Mm-hmm. And you look at the Democrats who were elected, and they are people of both genders, all sorts of colors, mm-hmm. all sorts of you know. And I think that at some point, I hope my hope is. That both sides get mixed like that. Yeah. And that it's, it's 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 just harder to hate people when you know them. Yeah. You know, it's really so much harder. And also, can we do election reform? Yeah. So here's what. Back in the day, when it took a really long time to get across the country, and yeah. there were only three TV channels, <laughs> yeah. four, yeah. Um, or before there was even TV, when there was only radio campaigning, yeah. you had to kind of go. Yeah, no, yeah. You... I mean, because if you didn't go, they didn't know you. So yeah. the campaign season was really long because mm-hmm. you had to. Yeah. Because it took a long time to get from place to place, and then there's a whole north-south thing going on, yeah. right? I honestly think that if our campaign season were only about three months, yeah, where you weren't even allowed to campaign. Yeah. Before that, yeah, that it would be. I think it would be. I'd like to think it would be more polite because mm-hmm. there wouldn't be so much time for people to get riled up. Yeah, you can't even declare yourself a candidate. Yeah, or start fundraising. Mm-hmm. Shotgun goes off. 
we got plenty of time to learn about you. Yeah. We can we can see you on, on the internet. Mm-hmm. And um, because right now it's really hard for lawmakers to make laws because they're spending half their time campaigning. Even the people who were just elected are already mm-hmm. starting to fundraise for their next campaign. Yeah. So I. It's true. I mean, uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, when you're campaigning for two years, it makes sense when you're having to travel the whole country yeah. to campaign for two and, years. And also, but I, mean, I think it gets shriller and shriller and shriller as we get closer to the end. It yeah. just, everybody gets more and more about really at the end. And maybe if it were shorter, it would just be shrill from the beginning. I don't know. But, yeah. but I think what we can do is we can keep talking. We can not... Uh, we can be polite on on social media. Mm-hmm. We cannot spread things that we don't know are true, and I think that would help a lot. Yeah, no, I hear, I definitely hear what you're saying. It is tough to, yeah, it's a it's a tough transition. I mean, now you know you think back to talking to my folks about this in regards to like you know the Kennedy era era, and it's like that was the first. I actually went back through the history of that and and, and looked at you know with exposure of when that happened. And pre, it's like you know, why did Kennedy win? Well, we saw it. we were able to see him. Yeah, he was the first. You know, he had the, the TV presence, and he was good looking. But but what we didn't know was his dog's name, his you know what he did, what, what football team he liked, like you know every single thing that he had ever done for his entire life. Yeah. And now you know we have two years, three years, four years. If there, I mean, because it's just a constant campaign. Yeah. To just be analyzing these people over and over and over again, and taking every single word and every you know, and some of it, I definitely think that we. We should be, and that's like kind of what the balance of that is. Is we need to have a good vetting system because I don't think that just you know picking people and not allowing you know the background research to be done and for people to decide. Right. No, but, absolutely. Well, that but and, all... and you know I think we 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 hold our own candidates to different standards. Yeah. Um, somebody uh, somebody said to me. Um, because in the Clinton era, there was all this family values, family values, you know, Bill Clinton had an affair and, and you know, he's obviously unfit to be president. Um, and then all of a sudden, when Trump gets the nomination, we didn't hear the word family values ever again. Yeah. And when people brought it up, as I did a couple times, how can we vote if, if we care about families? How can we vote for a man who has been married multiple times and who has had affairs yeah probably but the the you know the definition of adultery he is an adulterer mm-hmm. um, biblically speaking how can we vote for for that how can we vote for someone mm-hmm. like that and I and someone said to me well I don't understand all this talk about family values and I said well maybe it's because it's all we heard from the Republicans for the past eight you know yeah for the whole Clinton yeah administration it's interesting they, they didn't like, see that as an opportunity like for me i was you know looking at the at, at the republicans of, of some of them of just saying hey we do like we agree that this is completely is completely wrong and they did like nobody got it didn't seem like many people got behind it and agreeing that okay can everybody say that this is not this is not okay like everybody yeah no we're all good like if your kid did this or like your dad was doing this would you be like really proud about it or yeah would you have a different perspective and, you know, frankly, maybe they're more interested in saying, well, we need just something different. You know, we just don't want to vote for, you know, the Clintons again. We know, right. we think we know what we're getting. Right. Why don't we mix it up? Right. But, like, along with that message, they also didn't disown yeah. a whole lot and of the part. And the other, the other thing is that, um, 
you know, the places, some of the places where Trump won very big are the places that are now being hardest hit mm -hmm. by his policies because what he's done with the tariffs is killing, killing these people. Yeah. Not killing in the I sense, hear, yeah. but it's, it's just hurting them. It's hurting them terribly. The steel industry is being hurt mm -hmm. terribly by this. And so, but when you talk to them, they still believe he's great. They still believe he's making America great. And they say, you know, we're going to have to tighten our belts a little bit, mm -hmm. but he's doing the right thing. You know, he's a frank talker. He doesn't take any crap from anybody. Mm-hmm. Well, it's true, but he also doesn't take any advice from ever, anybody, and that's maybe not the best way to be. But it's interesting to me and, and incomprehensible to me as I listen to these people who are losing their jobs yeah, because of decisions that he's made and saying, yeah, but he's taking the country in a good direction. And I, I, I was trying to understand yeah. that mindset that says, I was already poor. I'm going to be, I was already barely making it with this job. Now my job is gone. Yeah. But good for him because he believes that we shouldn't have welfare. Yeah. Um, well, that's what they, especially in those areas, too. And actually, the, that guy I was talking about, we met up earlier that, that um, had the people move away from them when they we were at dinner. He's an engineer at a steel manufacturing plant. And he says everybody there thinks that that, like, they think their kids are going to be in the steel industry and that their kids' kids are going to be in the steel, you know, because they've been there three or four generations. And he's like, it's just not, you know, from the corporate level, the corp, you know, the capitalist level, it doesn't, it just doesn't make any, like, it does not pencil out yeah. for them to be running their business right there. And it's also, you know, running on platforms of, oh, okay, we're saving a thousand jobs. Or I even as a, a kid thought about this of, of okay, you're saving a thousand, wait, a thousand jobs. That's a quarter of what my high school or a third of what our high school class was. Yeah. That's not even a whole high school of jobs. And, and, but it, and it's not that I'm not caring about the thousand people. It's just... Right. It's just... Oh, wait. Okay. But it's just... It's a, th it's a thousand. I think... <laughs> hmm. <laughs> right. Like, can we float a thousand people to take them from the position of, we're going to just go into to ultimate poverty. Right. Because, you know, you think if you took those thousand people and, like, this is where I, I want to go more drastic when, like, people throwing out ideas, but... Like, throw out the idea that you took every one of those thousand people and you gave them each $5,000 a month. Uh-huh. $5,000 a month. An insane amount of money. Right. Okay, that's that's $60,000 for, you know, a thousand people. Was that $6 million? Something like that? Yeah. I think it's around $6 million a year. Yeah. Okay, so really, we have a $6 million problem. Yeah. Because we have this, you know, if, if, if they didn't do a dang thing at all, if they never had income, if they didn't, I mean, nothing. And, you know, they might be given, okay, maybe they're making 120000 a year, so it's not exact and, and all that. But it's still like, okay, let's break down what the real problem is here. Is yeah. it is it they have to relocate or well, I think how do you the, know? You know, one of the places where, where I, um, I disagree with pretty much the entire Republican Party is about taxes. Mm -hmm. Because countries that have higher taxes generally have better standards of living, not for the rich, but yeah. for everybody. Because... Higher taxes mean there's more money for jobs, mm -hmm. right? Think about it. If the government has more money, the government can have more jobs. For the government, yeah. For the well, yeah. let's let's take road taxes. Yeah. Raise your road taxes. What are you going to do with that money? Well, you're going to employ people to build more roads, and mm -hmm. to fix bridges. You're going to need people to build the roads. You're going to need people to do the to provide the materials. You're going to need people to build the machinery. Mm -hmm. So it, that money 
then expands that way, mm-hmm. right? Then plus these people who are now employed, mm-hmm. what are they going to do with their money? They're going to eat. Yeah. They're going to buy houses. They're going to send their. Um, they're going to take vacations. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the money made more money mm-hmm. because they're going to eat. So more people are going to have to make food for them and mm-hmm. they're going to take vacations, more people. And, and so the idea of slimming down yeah. to me is it's, it's a little counterintuitive, but you could, you could, it's the opposite of Reaganism. It's the opposite of trickle down economics. Mm-hmm. It's where the government has more money. The government employs more people to do jobs that really need to be done. I don't know if you've driven on, um, I was in Michigan. Oh my gosh, two years ago, and and like they don't have roads; they just have yeah. potholes that, that have just a moon landing. Yeah. It's just yeah. potholes with yeah. a little bit of flat space between them, and you know, and Michigan's financially snow packs in it in. Yeah, right. But you know, you just think, well, if if they had to employ, if there were money, mm-hmm. so and it's a little socialist. Because mm-hmm. taxes takes money from everybody, right? And redistributes it. Yeah. But if, if if everybody has more money afterwards. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my, my feeling about taxes is, is a little different than, than how it's normally. Yeah. Well, I really hear, I hear your position on taxes. I think that that's one of the areas where, you know, prior to looking into it, I felt in the exact opposite of lower taxes, less regulation. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, you know, really, I had to break it all the way down to... To, to the core of the problem of what I really felt was, I don't know, why can't you tell me exactly, like, like where did my money go? Right. Like, just like, if, it, if, if I felt like it actually went to fix the road, uh-huh. and like, for example, like locally, like Highway 26, it's been under construction for like how many years? I mean, like, it's got to be a decade almost. It's got to be done. Like, it's, it's, it's got to be, be close. soon, really. Yeah, right? Then, yeah. <laughs> just in time for us to need another couple lanes. <laughs> yeah. But... It, it's not, I don't I feel like people don't think or or feel like their money goes to where it was meant to go. Right. And I can't. God, I wish I could remember what it what it was, but it was five million dollars was given to. Well, let's take a local issue. Our high school. I love high school's great. It was awesome. Went there. Okay, it wasn't. I mean, it was okay. <laughs> we went. We went there. We graduated. I, I knew you then. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, you know so. But they got you know five million dollars and okay it's federal grants so it's not local money but in a roundabout way you know, everybody's paying for it mm-hmm. so but you know it was athletic grant and right. somebody please you know take this however you want on, on online <laughs> of where we could go with this but being a student of the high school mm-hmm. our problem was well I had to wear the backpack practically on the front of me because literally we were so tight walking through the hallways yes. and the kids would steal stuff out of if you had your backpack on your back. You could just open it up and you really, in some areas, you couldn't turn around to actually take your backpack off because there was so tight in the yeah, school. Right. And I mean, there was like in my uh, Algebra 2 class, I didn't have a desk. Right. I know. I mean, we were sitting on a counter and we had 43 kids in a really small classroom. Yeah. What do we, I mean, what, but then two or three years later afterwards, we build an entirely new athletic facility and yes. we have we I mean they have I don't know how many gyms they have now but I think it's five yeah. I heard from somebody the other day yeah. and it's okay <laughs> I wasn't against giving the money it was just I would love to send my kid to Forest Grove High School if I knew that 
maybe we could have hired a couple teeth. Like maybe right. there was some more and, classroom. And and I, maybe, was, you know, I was actually in, and, involved in some of those conversations because I was on one of those committees at the school. And the frustrating thing is that the money gets earmarked. Yeah. And that five million was earmarked for sports. Yeah. Um, we were sitting there, you know, when you were in high school, we had made the easy cuts mm-hmm. when Tim was in high school. So just after you graduated, we were still having to make cuts and we'd made the easy cuts. I remember they asked a hundred community members to come and be part of just a panel yeah. to talk about how are we going to do this? Huh. And, um, there was no way to do just, it. I mean, didn't have the kids money. were yeah. already sitting on counters yeah um there were no easy cuts and i remember getting really really frustrated because they hired mm-hmm. a new football coach a second yeah. like an ass- yeah, not, assistant yeah. to the assistant or whatever yeah. and i had at that time access to the people who could answer the question of why yeah and i'm like what yeah we just spent i spent hours talking about whether we should cut art or drama mm-hmm. or sports or whatever 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 and here you are doing this and they said football we get money from people for football and they wanted to go to football mm-hmm. they don't care about art they don't care about drama they don't care about foreign languages they want the football program actually brings in money for the school yeah and, you know, it's a funny calculus, but if we have another coach and we can win more games, we will bring in more money for the school. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. But, you know, when you're thinking, uh, at, when you first hear about it, yeah. the school is absolutely, we had the same thing happen. Pacific University bought us a beautiful new scoreboard for the pool. Mm-hmm. After the athletic center had been closed for a month, it shut down because we could the city couldn't afford to keep it open and when it reopened there is this gorgeous scoreboard yeah that pacific why is it yeah right and and there were flyers all over the all over the aquatic center saying (laughs) (laughs) you gotta you got the timing on this is terrible we know but this was money that wasn't our money yeah um and and it was a wonderful generous gift and it's allowing the student you know the children of the town who are on the swim team blah 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 yeah. blah but it just looked terrible it yeah. looked terrible and i think in politics sometimes because we can't see with taxes mm-hmm. we can't see yeah what our money's being used for and then there's the fear factor i don't want my money used for this i don't want my money used for that mm-hmm. and not being able to and and the lack of transparency means you don't know what your money's being so Planned Parenthood is a great example federal money at Planned Parenthood cannot be used for abortions Mm -hmm. what it can be used for is birth control which prevents abortions it's it's the 100 percent antidote to abortions right yeah federal money does go to that goes to health women's health care and birth control and yet lots and lots of people don't know that yeah and they're like Planned Parenthood should be defunded because we I don't want to pay for abortions Mm -hmm. you're not you're already not but people don't know that and the story gets online and and you know the 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 fake stuff yeah that's how you can tell if it's fake news yeah (laughs) if if it shows up quickly yeah and it's everywhere yeah there's a 99% chance it's fake news Fake news shows up fast. Well, that's the part of being able to trace it back, of just going, like, you know, when I, I 
was lucky enough. I was just on, I feel like, the cusp of the generation where we actually used to have to go to the library uh-huh. and, like, cite books and things, you yeah. know, little things like that. Yeah. So you actually had you know, a, a physical, something physical that you could reference. Yes. Versus, well, it was from an article that was actually referenced from a blog, which is referenced from another YouTube video, which is, right. re- and it's like, how do you ever actually know what is, what's right and what's, or, you know, what's actually true and what's not? And, like, you know, it, you were talking about, like, the football, and I understand, like, the funds being allocated, this is only for athletics. Or only for football, and it's like, well, I don't know if I feel that way. That that I understand that on the local level, and I see that we actually do have to follow those rules. But I don't know if it's it's looked at the same way, or people feel like it's actually being followed when you get up to a state level, mm-hmm. maybe of hey, okay, there, you know, five million. God, again, I can't remember what it was, but it was like I think it was another five million that would been <laughs> allocated to vet. I think it was veterans. The most recent thing that was in the on the ballot, it was about. Um, yeah. I thought I was supporting law enforcement and veterans, but what ended up coming out of it is like is that was technically not forced to be used hmm. for that specific purpose, right? You know, instead it's going to get reallocated to ODOT, right? And it's like, well, wait, like wait. the whole reason I voted that way was for that like for specific that. thing, right? But then that wasn't actually like there should be like a box on there that is like. <laughs> Like a little green check mark says, like they have to actually do this. If right. you vote that way, and then like yeah. one that goes, well, they could, you know. Yeah, it's, that, it's, and you know those measures are often written so densely that you can't even figure out what you're voting for. Well, there's, I mean, there was a, serious feeds on Facebook of people going back and forth. I mean, hundreds of comments long of going, well, I researched this for th- three hours, and this is what I was able to pull out of it. And that's why do we write measures with double negatives or double? Right. It's like okay, okay, what are we? This I, a, a yes vote means that we. Will not not yeah. do this. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, and it's like you just throw it, just throw a QR code on there with a YouTube video of the politician explaining what they wanted right. to do. <laughs> and actually, we're and that's a place in Oregon where we are lucky because that voters pamphlet um, is pretty. It usually it usually actually comes out and says a yes vote means this will happen, a no vote means this will happen, and mm-hmm. this is the estimated financial impact. Yeah. But you can also cheat with it a little bit. In that, I, we always take a look at first at that, and then we take a look at well, so who's writing for and who's writing against, who's mm. paying the who's who's where's the money for the for and the against, because that can often tell you really what's going to happen. Yeah, who's paying for it? Follow the money. Um, gotcha. And and uh, so that's and I also won't vote for any candidate who doesn't take the time to have their picture. Yeah, that's a tough one. In there, it blows me away. You know what I, I think. Um, did TJ win the elect this this election? I don't. Tom I Johnson. Don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know because I saw it. So I was looking at these signs on the road, and I see this, this vote for Tom Johnson sign. Vote for Tom. I was like, man, who is Tom Johnson? And I was sitting there, and you know, it took me weeks for it to click. And I go, that's TJ. That's T from the school. Like we know him. And it's like you need to put your picture on the sign because everybody. I mean, everybody that went through high school went, oh, we're running away from T. Like everybody's ran away from TJ at one point or another because <laughs> he was the school enforcement, the enforcer. But everybody I've talked to goes, well, oh yeah, I trust. I would trust him with this. That's why I want to actually doing things right. in the city. Yeah, I, I can support that guy. But you didn't have the photo on the sign on the road yeah. to know. Oh, that's that's well, that, who I'm actually and, voting and, for. And in the pamphlet, um, 
some people don't have their picture and they don't bother to put you know you have yeah, you have a little the description and yeah. they don't bother to put it in there and it's like you know what if you can't yeah. if you either can't be bothered or can't make the deadline <laughs> I don't want you running don't want you running my city I don't yeah I just you got it you got to be able to at least get that far Ugh, that so, is a yeah. tough that is a tough way I think that 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 reform the long form conversations like what we're doing and you know what's I think becoming more popular yeah. like you're saying we got to wrap up here in a minute or yeah. so but like elections, watching the the candidates. I mean, I couldn't if if the debates were. I don't know how to do them, but if we had more time, to where they could actually. And I don't know if it's it's having less than twelve or you know sixteen people right. or twelve people. Yeah. Of being able to have two people with like whiteboards and go okay, like now have your debate and like actually explain from the the start to the finish. And I think as like Americans, we can handle the information. Right. It's you not that like so. okay, draw out like your healthcare, like show it how it, it breaks down. You're doing you're going for trickle down economics. Write it out. Like yeah. let's see how much you really know it and yeah. what your angle is. And yeah, I mean, heaven forbid you had a Republican whiteboard and a Democrat whiteboard, and then everybody went, well, wait a second, what if we just put that over here and this over there? <laughs> we actually have a plan. Well, <laughs> be yeah, interesting. And, it's and, like, huh. you know, I'm not a big fan of the idea of running a running the country like a business because a business's job is to make money and a country's job is to, I think, to give people good to work to enable people to yeah. have a good life. And um, but <laughs> there are times <laughs> where I would like to say, you know, if we were a business we would have to sit down face to face and we would have to figure out a way to make this work and let's do that. Yeah. Instead of just everybody's trying to get reelected all the time. Yeah. Which is really what it comes down to. So. All right. Well, we got to vote more. We got to communicate more. and communicate. More, more cat videos. And more cat videos. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for coming on. <laughs> thanks, Joe.